Hello there, I'm Miranda Gretton and this is Take a Moment with NCHC, the show where we talk to you and your colleagues about experiences that affect you. Listen on your drive between patients or in your downtime, whenever you get the chance to take a moment. My name is Susanna Grimes. I am a podiatrist within NCHC and I've been a podiatrist for the last 25 years. What actually is podiatry? Okay, so I guess podiatry follows on from the heritage of chiropody, which a lot of people will be uh, familiar with. And in the UK, podiatrists are part of a wider cluster of allied health professionals, spanning from dieticians to occupational therapists to physiotherapists to radiographers. And each of those allied health professionals has a narrow scope of practice around a particular philosophy of care, technology or body part. So podiatrists provide preventative care, diagnosis and treatment of disorders or diseases that affect the feet, ankles and legs. People wanting to train in this profession, the numbers are dropping and this is pretty serious. So tell me why, first of all, do you think that is? Why are people not wanting to train in podiatry? Oh, it's a really difficult one. Um, Podiatry is now one of the most vulnerable allied health professions. I think we're only trumped by orthotists and prosthetists. Um, There are very few podiatrists now. There's a number of reasons for that. Over the past decade, there's been quite a steady decline in the number of podiatrists and especially those that are working in the NHS. And partly this is because of the numbers that are exiting the profession through retirement or or, um, leaving the profession. And partly because there are a reduced number of graduates that graduate from their podiatry training. And we know that there's been a steady decline on the people that are wanting to train as podiatrists year on year. So we've got too few students that want to come into the profession, although now that the bursary has been reinstated for podiatry, that has improved numbers a little bit. Historically, podiatry has attracted quite a high proportion of mature students into the profession. Um, and I think the withdrawal of that bursary potentially had a, a quite a large knock-on effect. But yeah, The total number of students accepting a place to study podiatry fell by 40% between 2016 and and 2020. So, yeah, it's it's not a great situation. It's not, but so what's putting them off? That's a really good question. I think podiatry has a really poor image and there's been loads of work within the profession to look at why we can't entice people. I mean, I think I looked on NHS jobs today. I think there are something like 135 vacancies nationwide. It's, it's, you know, you're pretty much guaranteed to get a job if you train as a podiatrist. I think it has a poor image. I think it's still got quite an old fashioned image of podiatrists cutting toenails. I think we're not good as a profession at shouting about what we do and the skills that we have and also you've you've got to kind of remember to to look at podiatry within the context of what is provided within the NHS today so if you think about the students that might potentially want to go into podiatry you find out about a career or a potential career through personal contact with a podiatrist or maybe a family member that's had contact with a podiatrist And certainly within the NHS, the patients that we're commissioned to see now are 
more older patients with long-term conditions, it's very rare that a younger person would access a podiatry service at the point in their career in that in which they're looking for career options. So there aren't many of us about. <laughs> when, when we are about within the NHS, we are seeing a, a very particular client group. And I think people's exposure to podiatry and what what we do is is a very narrow perspective. Yeah, and you're absolutely right. It's a lot of the time is you'd follow in footsteps. And how do we access that younger age bracket to get them it's, excited about podiatry? It's it's really difficult. I do loads of careers events for young people, and almost universally, I start with a question: So, what do you want from a career in healthcare? Because it's not about podiatry or physiotherapy or nursing or whatever they want to do. It's about why they want a career in the NHS, in healthcare, looking after and caring for people. And it doesn't really matter what you do within those roles, um, because ultimately the goal is the same. So when usually people come to a stand or whatever we're doing with a really fixed idea, I want to be a paramedic. I want to be a physiotherapist. I want to be a doctor. Okay, that's brilliant. Why would why do you want to be a paramedic, doctor, physiotherapist? Oh, because I want to look after people. I want to give people treatment. I want to get to know my patients. Um, I want to diagnose. I let them carry on and I say, but you can do all of this in podiatry. Have you thought about podiatry? And it's always a career that is never on people's radars to even have thought about which is quite sad really because it's there is such a great lot of scope within the profession what you've got with podiatry that you maybe don't have with a potential job there's a lot of shift work is that it's quite an autonomous profession isn't it yeah so as podiatrists we we don't take uh, instruction from anybody. Uh, we treat our patients how we see fit. We make the diagnosis. We set the treatment plan. We provide the treatment. Um, we're not waiting for you know what course of action to to pursue. Uh, we make the referrals. So yeah, it's it's very much an autonomous profession. You are in control, um, which is is really nice to have that autonomy of decision making and and you know, the book stops with you and, and that's how it should be. Absolutely. So so really, I, I think that's fascinating what you said about, you know, rather than coming in with a preconceived idea of, of who you want to be, it's more why you're doing it. And so by saying you still can get all of those soft skills that you want from the profession, from being in the NHS, but with podiatry, you get these added bonuses like being autonomous, like the flexibility. You know, you were telling me before, weren't you, about how flexible a, a job it can be in terms of sort of fitting around personal life? There's some great advantages to a career in podiatry because it firstly is so flexible. So lots of podiatrists that work within the NHS also have an element of private practice as well. So it's really easy to combine NHS work with private practice. Um, not all podiatrists work in the NHS. A vast majority of them work in private practice in all manner of different roles. And this is what I mean when I say that I think people have quite a narrow perspective of podiatry because in the NHS it's it's very fixed on focusing on people with um, long-term conditions and conditions where the wider hospital system might be impacted 
Um, but for example, in private practice or in the commercial sector, you know, every football club has a podiatrist on their team. I've got colleagues that um, work at the Royal Ballet in Covent Garden. They have podiatrists on their team because dancers' feet are wrecked in their ballet shoes every day. Every commercial trainer company will have a podiatrist on their design team, designing footwear for sports performance. Um, you can go into teaching, you can go into uh, lecturing. Podiatry can take you round the world because every cruise ship has a podiatrist on it. But loads of podiatrists that I know eventually ended up in Australia because the qualification is uh, very interchangeable. You can go wherever you want with podiatry and it doesn't have to be in an NHS clinic. It, 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 the flexibility is so wide. You can work as many hours as you like or as few hours, you hours as you like. The hours are really great. They're sociable. There are no weekends. There are no on calls. There are no nights because generally foot conditions occur nine to five, Monday to Friday. Yeah, so the flexibility is fantastic. And especially if they've got family or caring commitments or other things to do, it's important to have a career that fits around your home life. With podiatry, that could potentially be one of the reasons that somebody takes the job. Yeah, I think so. I, I Actually, I think financial reward is quite high up on people's priorities when they choose a career. I think they like to know that what what they're choosing ticks their financial reward box as well. Um, and the advantages of podiatry to be able to work privately as well as in NHS and to mix the two can result in a, a, a nice pay packet at the end of the month. So it's it's definitely something to think about. It's a really versatile career. There are so many options that you can choose and so many ways that you can work. Yeah, it's not as narrow as people tend to think it is. In terms of the softer skills, being caring and wanting to help people, and people can be quite nervous, can't they, about letting someone treat their feet and lower limbs? You know, some people are quite funny about it. So you need to be able to put patients at ease, don't you, and show them that there's nothing to be embarrassed about. It's okay. And, you know, is, is that something that you can teach people, or do you need to go into that with those sort of softer skills? Podiatry training aims to start a member of the public on day one and turn them into that healthcare professional after three years. And yes, you gain those skills as you go through the course. Podiatry is a really people career. You're with your patients probably 30, 45 minutes at a time. Often you're busy providing your treatment because podiatry is a really hands-on career. You are physically doing stuff to people. You are using instruments, you're carrying out procedures, you're using your hands all the time. So if you're into sort of craft or making things or have a kind of arty flair, podiatry is all about cutting and sticking and making. <laughs> we, we are trained not only with the patient skills and the surgical skills, but also with, there's a lot of manufacturing involved. We're trained to, to make insoles and orthotics, um, do shoe ap adaptations. So it's a really hands-on making kind of career. But going back, you're with your patient 30, 45 minutes while you're treating the patient. Really often you have conversations about everything. So much stuff comes out when you're in that consultation because it's almost a safe space for patients to have a conversation with you so 
as podiatrists, you you have a listening ear. You you know when to pick out the information that's helpful for you. But also that conversation is all about building relationships with patients. There's kind of two sides to the profession, really. I have patients that I have been seeing for my entire career. I have patients that I first started seeing when I came to Norfolk and I am still seeing them now. And I suppose in a, a healthcare system where we expect to see a patient treat them, discharge them, that's going to seem quite alien to a lot of people, as in it, it doesn't fit the mould of what we're supposed to do. But for 25 years, or however long we're seeing that patient, we are keeping them pain-free, mobile, with a quality of life that means that they can do what they need to do. And that's a win. That's not a bad thing to have been treating them for 25 years. Plus, that's a really good thing. And there are very few jobs, I think, when a patient can come into you in pain and you can treat them there and then, do what you need to do, provide you know your whole raft of interventions. And half an hour later, they get out the chair, stand up and say, I'm walking on air. Thank you so much. I'm so much better. That's instant gratification. And I don't know many healthcare careers that have that. That there's not many careers where you get that instant feedback from people that they feel better having spent half an hour with you. And I'll be honest, it's amazing. <laughs> it feels really good because 15 times a day, you're having people say, thank you, that's so much better. I feel great. What better job to have than that? I guess in a in a particular service area where there's a lot of referrals, you might send someone off for the next step of their journey, but that's it. You don't you don't even necessarily see whether they reach a good outcome at the end of it. Whereas for some people, what you're describing would actually be the dream, you know, to go into a particular service area where you can see someone on their journey, you can see the evolution of that patient from start to finish. Like how rewarding. Yeah, it's it's amazing. And, you know, I guess it sounds like podiatrists work very much on their own. You know, we work as a big part of healthcare teams. We talk with colleagues in all different professions all the time to get a result for a patient. Um, so we're not working on our own. I work in a really personally a really big multidisciplinary team with consultants surgeons, orthotists, nursing staff, you know, and we couldn't do our job without the whole team around us. So it can be what you want it to be. And I suppose at this point, if I'm selling podiatry, <laughs> I should Go really talk, <laughs> talk a little bit about all the specialist areas that you could go into once you're trained. So you come out of a podiatry training as a pretty good generalist um, and then there are a number of specialist routes that some people choose to pursue. So some people choose to pursue a career in what we call biomechanics which is musculoskeletal lower limb and foot pain. So I guess the physios of the foot world if that makes sense. So these are the kind of podiatrists with specialist training that are dealing with foot pain, sports injuries, 
enhance sports performance and sometimes work within multidisciplinary orthopaedic teams as well. So they're, they're much more focused on foot function and improving pain and mobility and, and how somebody walks and improving that. A podiatric surgeon is a podiatrist that's gone on to do further surgical training and podiatric surgeons perform bony surgery of the foot. So if you want a surgical career, if you've got, you know, aspirations for surgery, don't have to be a doctor. <laughs> you can be a podiatry, a podiatric surgeon in a theatre surrounded by people and anaesthetists and, a, you know, as a podiatrist. So the scope is there. Then some people choose to specialise in sort of high risk foot care, diabetes, tissue viability, which I guess some people would call the yucky end of the market. <laughs> That's my bag. I, it's not yucky. It's a medical problem to be sorted out. And I don't see a foot any differently than any other medical problem that would come through anybody's door. Every job has got something potentially yucky about it. The nice thing is with podiatry, you can choose what you want to do. If you don't like that, you don't have to do that. I'm really lucky. I get to work with a great multidisciplinary team and we look after people with late stage diabetes, foot complications. So gangrenes, foot ulcers, um, basically keeping people's feet on their legs. So that's what I mean about the scope. You can go clean with the biomechanics side. You can go dirty in diabetes and wound care. You can go surgical. And then there's loads of other emerging areas within podiatry now, like forensic podiatry. So uh, podiatrists will be brought onto forensic teams to analyse footprints and crime scenes and gait patterns. And yeah, it's uh, there's so much more to podiatry than people realise. From this point, knowing all this that you've spoken about today, what else is there that we can do for that sort of final push to people? I, I know you mentioned to me before we started recording about the brownies and they've yes. got a badge. Tell us a bit about that. So um, there's been a bit of research done down in the University of Plymouth um, and this team have introduced a brownie challenge badge called the Step Up Challenge, which is all about podiatry and giving young people the opportunity to explore podiatry and some fun things about feet, foot care and, and what podiatrists do to maybe just initiate a little bit of thought for the future that that might be something that they would want to consider. It's been really well received. What I would say is if there's anybody out there that's this has potentially piqued their interest, you know, we're always really happy to have people look for work experience or taster days or whatever. We're, we're super happy. In fact, that's how I first learned about podiatry. I was allocated work experience at 15 randomly by my my school at a NHS podiatry clinic. And two days in, I was hooked. I think we need a change of image to, to look at podiatry as just another healthcare career in a specialist area and take away this whole uh, feet thing because it's, yeah, it's, it's just not uh, feet <laughs> at all. If you go to the dentist, you brush your teeth, don't you? <laughs> Most people, when they come to a podiatrist, will have a bath or shower or wash their feet. It's just how it is. I mean, yeah, it's not gross. And even if you find it a little bit, oh, within a week, you're over it. 
you know, you're all over it and you just you you're looking at the problem that you have to diagnose and treat and not the foot, if you see what I mean. What are the next steps for somebody who would want to explore this career? So there's a couple of routes for training as a podiatrist now. The first route is the traditional route through a three year university full time programme that comes with a bursary of at least £5,000 a year. For entry to those courses, uh, you need A-levels at a certain uh, level, and I think they need to include biology or chemistry. If you haven't got those, uh, you could consider an access course through your local college, but make sure that the access course, access to healthcare course, gives the qualification to go on to whatever you want to go on to next. Increasingly now, podiatry is being offered as an apprenticeship. So an apprenticeship route is a four year route where the apprentice is employed within an organisation and they go to a university centre one day a week to do their clinical training and attend any lectures or remote training that there might be. So um, a bit of a hybrid and a slightly longer route, a four year route, but you're paid while you're at work. Your degree is paid for. Um, you come out four years later with a, a degree that, you know, you could work anywhere. I mean, obviously, we hope you'll stay. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Take a Moment with NCHC. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please visit the podcast intranet page to leave a comment and for details of our other episodes. You can also follow NCHC on all social media channels.